On today's show, what adjustments could the Suns make after their Game 3 loss? And the Dallas Mavericks, what's sustainable from that Game 3 awesome win? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. He hit Bang! Bang! It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! If you don't believe you shouldn't be here. Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms where you can hear us. Let it ride. Let it ride. Second day in a row. Same, same. Same uh, outfits. Same, yeah, same outfits. We, we didn't I sleep. I haven't taken off Yeah, we didn't sleep. We're on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. And the best way to help grow this show is to comment anything below. Go to Lockdown Suns and comment, go Mavs. Do all that. Comment below here. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The back-to-back boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I want to give a shout-out today to my lovely wife. And all the beautiful mothers out there oh, for happy, happy to Mother's Day. my mother Day. and your mother. To all the <laughs> mothers who listen Bro- to this pod. Have you ever seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine? And your mother! <laughs> and your mother! And your mother! Um, but yeah, my man, gosh, I can't thank my wife enough for just going to these home games, going to, you know, of being the rock of our family she's literally the best mom i love my mom to death shout out to the moms on the pod i also want to give a shout out to anybody um mother's day is also a lot of other feelings too right like there's um it can bring a lot of painful feelings uh, for a lot of different reasons and uh i want to know i want to say that you're being thought about today too and um yeah i just know it can be a it can be a lonely day uh for a lot of people out there so Shout out to you guys thinking about you and uh, to the mothers listening. Happy Mother's Day to you. And I'll I'll bring I'll bring us back. Shout out to Luka Doncic's mom too. And Jalen <laughs> Brunson's mom and Boban's mom. And Dorian's mom. Dorian's mom that was still working a job this past year. She was still working at, at yeah. church. Wasn't it working at churches? Shout out to all the mom the mom the Mavs moms out there. Shout anti shout out to Mavs Man's mom. I don't know who Mavs Man's uh. mom is. <laughs> all right we're letting it ride on mother's day thanks so much for hanging out with us locked on mavs mavs get a game three win big let's go big win every win against the suns is big because the suns are the best team in the nba so celebrate that win continue to and, mavs win it, it's the first win against the suns with a healthy devin booker right like the pelicans beat them twice but booker didn't play in those games so right. Right. So it, it's in the two games that the Pelicans won. So it, it's the first time the Suns have really gotten beat this this postseason, you know, with a, a healthy team. That is a, a great point. So big win for the Mavs at home. The home team has still not lost a game in this series yet. So some mm. people would say the series hasn't even started yet. But what, what what do we take from from Game Three? What are things in Game Three that you think okay that can translate to Game Four? What what things can the Mavs take with them? Oh gosh. Um, well, I, I think we um, talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to go that route right now. Um, well, I think I want, they have to keep on attacking, 
like that's something that's... different. You can do something different if you want. <laughs> well, okay. I thought we were going to keep talking about the game and not talk about what they were going to continue okay, yet. Wait. What other things from game three? All right, let's re- let's reset. Ready? Rewind. <laughs> let's reset. Ready? Mavs get a big win. Game yeah. three. Huge win for them. We talked a lot about Luca. We talked about Brunson's big game. We talked about the three and D guys. What else from game three really stood out to you? There's something that was massive for the Mavs. See, that's, that's much better. So <laughs> I want to go back. <laughs> I want to talk about podcasters. Hear me. <laughs> I want to talk about Reggie Bullock. Mm. It can, so from the opening tip, this was one of the adjustments. Too. There are so many like tiny, tiny little adjustments yes. in, in this game and rotations of whatever. But one of the smaller things is Reggie Bullock started picking up Chris Paul, his guy. Like they're both North Carolina guys. They're they're buds. This is his guy. But he's got to have that. Alvarado got in Chris Paul's head a little bit, right? In that in that first series, he was annoying. He, he was a pest to him. He picked him up full court like this the and all that behind. stuff. Yeah, all the sneaky behind stuff. So Reggie started it, started that this game, and it's like, all right, opening tip. And this is what we talked about, the kind of like the rope-a-dope stuff, the box. It, this is the equivalent of the boxer who does the jabs in the middle, and you're like, yep. why are you even doing jabs right now? Why is the UFC fighter just getting the, the kicks in on the thigh? And you're like, well, that's not doing anything. It's like, no, 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 it's wearing them down. Yep. I thought that was a great move by Coach Kidd, great move by Reggie Bullock. Halftime happens. We, go, we all see the tweet. He's questionable. Rib injury. And it's like, bro, we, we can't lose. I'm Reggie. not a doctor, so I don't so, know. <laughs> I watched this guy come out of the tunnel. We're watching him you know, warming up. He's literally, he'd take a shot. He's like holding his side. And he's he like was, rubbing yeah. it. St. Jean's coming over, talking to him. They're going over. And it's him, St. Jean, kid at halftime around the clipboard. They're talking. He's rubbing his side. He's like going to. And so then he comes out. He starts the second half. He goes over and takes the ball. Like, and, and he's literally still rubbing his side. I'm like, dang, bro. Like, he's going to barely be able to play. He plays in 21 of the 24 second half minutes. He was a plus 10. He hits three threes in the second half. He defends Chris Paul. He hits arguably the biggest shot of the game, the dagger shot. The dagger three. There in the fourth. I mean, that's a fighter, man. Like, it's playoffs and like rib injury. Like, this, I mean, I don't know, obviously, how hard it was, you know, how, you know, bad the injury was, but sometimes it's, you hear different people talk about that saying, dude, every breath I take, I can feel it type of thing. And this dude just goes out there and fights. Only got, you know, three minutes of rest in the second half. Just so much respect for that guy. And he takes the he takes the technical free throw in the second half, which I thought yeah. was was kind of a good sign. Like, okay, if he was hurting that bad, then I don't know if they would have made him take the technical free throw, right? Because you'd think that ribs and shooting like that would all be connected. But but man, him and Dorian, like they just set the tone for this Mavericks team. They th- their identity is so wrapped up in those two guys that I'm so glad they have Bullock signed for a little while that they got Dorian's Dorian's extension done because this yeah. Mavericks team is just built around those two guys, their toughness, the way that they can play defense, the way that they're versatile on defense. They can guard guards and wings, and Dorian can guard a little bit bigger guys. Now, Bullock did a pretty good job against Aiton. He had to rotate a lot against Aiton, too, and there are yeah. some times he stripped him and was able to you know, just get Aiton to, to ha- take tougher shots around the rim, too, and not foul. And neither of those guys got, had a lot of fouls in this game. Uh, Bullock had two, and they were both early, right? I think Bullock's oh, you- fouls were both really early, and the Dorian only had one. 
I, I literally almost texted you this in the first quarter and said, who who would have thought that the Mavericks would look better if they didn't were they weren't in foul trouble? Because <laughs> it's like game one happens, what happens? Jalen Brunson two quick foul fouls, trouble. then he gets the third foul, and it's like, well, crap, we don't even see him the rest of the half. What happens in game two? Well, then Dorian gets in foul trouble. Well, that was the card that they wanted to play was that small ball. And it's like, we were like, all right, we're going to see more of the small ball stuff. They couldn't even play it really because Dorian was in foul trouble in game two. So now, bam, a game happens, a game that didn't have Tony Brothers or Tyler Ford or any of those refs. Um, <laughs> um, coincidence that, you know, those guys were not refing tonight in the Mavs one. Don't know. I do. I, I tweeted during the game. It's it's so much nicer when I don't know what the referees' names are. Right? Like, yeah. Mott was one of them. Was one of the refs. Like, I it doesn't. Yeah, right, right, I, I didn't yeah. know them. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't get in foul trouble early on, so they could run their their normal rotations. Right? Like Dorian got to play and JB got to play, and like all of the all of that happened. We obviously got the foul trouble with Luca, and yeah. some of the, I mean, some of those was just stupid. And that that came to a moment there that I'm obviously they won. It's not a big deal now, but when his fifth foul happens, <laughs> it was like, all right, are you going to challenge it or not? Because he's he's in he's in the he's in the paint. The Mavs are inbounding the ball, right? Or was it the Suns inbound? The Suns were inbounding the ball. Yes, yeah, Suns were inbounding the ball, and like Jay Crowder just kind of runs towards him, and so they like you know they're like. Lucas chest to, to Jay Crowder's left shoulder. And then Jay Crowder kind of puts his arm out a little bit. And then Luca he Luca kind of flopped backwards because because yeah. Jay Crowder was was coming at him and it could have been a foul on Jay Crowder. But instead they call the foul on on Luca. It should have just been a no call because there's just not enough contact either way on yeah. it. But Luca flailed a little bit. They ended up calling the foul on, on Luca. And that was his fifth foul. And so then Luca goes back to the to the you know, to the bench. He has the money signs in the air. He was doing that all during the game. We didn't talk about that yesterday, yeah. but he has the money signs he's doing in in the air, like the the uh, Connor McGregor, like Connor McGregor, like money thing, or the Johnny Manziel money thing. But he was doing it to signal the refs. But he and Greg St. Jean, who is the like I, he's the guy that's in charge of replays for the Mavericks. He like sits in the second row of the bench. He's got the you know. He's got the iPad, and he's the one that, that kind of basically decides if they're going to call for a challenge or not. And he and Greg St. Jean just start going at it, like just going back and forth. Greg St. Jean's in the second row. He's like back here, like, you know, t- telling Luca why he couldn't call it. Luca is like getting then in. Then St. Jean stands up, yeah. and he and they're, him and Luca, like the game's still like happening. And Luca's yeah. standing up, St. Jean's standing up. They're going back and forth. St. Jean's talking to the guy next to him. And you know, which I, I don't know if St. Jean is the actual like iPad. What shed they, did they I? They go sh- to they go to him a lot though, and and kid looks at him a lot when they want to decide a challenge. So I'm not sure if he's holding the iPad or it not. It could be the guy next to him. He's, but he's a guy that matters a lot when the Mavericks want to go to challenges. Did I shoot Mike Shed a text during this game? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, see, maybe during see that your moment. Is up. Shed, friend of the pod, that lo- a lot of you guys love when Shed's on. This what this was his thing, you know, with Rick. He's talked about on this pod, like what's the process of challenging a play and all of that. And uh, he's graciously, 
you know, went through that process with us on this pod and he's great. And they, so they like not to, you know, not to challenge they that. Don't challenge. And I was afraid that that could have been like, if they lost this game, that was going to, you know, Luca's getting asked about Or if that. he fouls out at, at one point yeah. and then they lose after that, that was going to be massive. And even so the game was still going on when Luca and St. Jean were going, going back and forth at it. And then they call a timeout or there's a timeout called. And then Greg St. Jean comes to the front of the bench and him and Luca were, were still talking like, like way less, Way less animated and less angry, I guess, overall. Which isn't a big deal. Like, I don't don't want people to hear that and say, oh, St. Jean. But no, no, no. That's good. I I like interactions like that. Coaches, and I think the coaches welcome it. They know Luca's passion. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. And here's the, and it it got to a point where St. Jean was like, you know, like leans over while Luca is is sitting down and they're talking back and forth and Luca eventually just nods his head like he understands he understands what was what they could have done or why they didn't challenge I still don't know why they didn't challenge I wish Greg St. Jean would explain to me why they, they didn't make that well, challenge I, I mean they just wanted to hold the challenge I guess like you know there's what 8 minutes to go in the game at that point and you're holding your challenge for if there's something that happens you know towards the end of the game in the fourth and all of that yeah. it was just if there's a time to challenge it it's Lucas' fifth foul, right? Like, right. So, but anyway, they didn't, and it worked out. It's or fine. they were gonna save it for his sixth foul. Like, hey, we gotta save this <laughs> if you if you get your sixth foul. Which, hey, that you know. Yeah. Either way, it, but yeah, I that, don't think that, they saved it to for a timeout because literally it was like a minute or so later they you know they just burn a timeout because the Suns went on like a five zero run. Like, no. right, well, we could have just had this. But either. all right, coming up, what are some adjustments or some things that the Mavericks could you know can can keep from this game? What are some things that we think that the Mavericks can sustain from from Game Three? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. We love them. Go eat them. Order the variety box. You get the variety box, and you can check out all the different flavors. Mint brownie, always solid. That was our favorite before they started making all these new flavors. Double chocolate is solid. Peanut butter brownie is solid. The cherry barcia and the raspberry, they sneak up on you. They're good. Little, those little, are good. I like those. Little fruit flavor, still the good built Bar that you, that you always get. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar. That's insane for a bar like this. Cookies and cream, great as well. Go check out everything they have to offer at Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order at Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris. We've been talking about Mavericks Game 3. Huge win for the Mavs. Some things that the Mavericks can take in this game. Number one, I think. The defensive intensity. And then the other changes they, they made was the intentionality to get Brunson involved in the game early. Those were both so huge, but... This defense for the Mavericks has always been predicated. Since the Mavericks like, kind of changed up their defense a little bit after the Porzingis trade and decided to like really go all in on this, you know, switching kind of defense. It's always been predicated on effort. It's always been predicated on the ability mm-hmm. to communicate. It's always been predicated on everybody being interconnected, everybody knowing where the other person's going to go, knowing which person comes over and helps knowing which person comes and digs real quick or doubles real quick, real quick or traps real quick. And they trapped Chris Paul and Devin Booker a lot more in this game than they did in other games. They just went, they just like, we got to go for it. We got to get the ball out of those guys' hands. Even if it's maybe an open shot from a, from Jay Crowder, they're like, we're fine with that. We're fine with Jay Crowder taking if 12 Jay Crowder shots. leads, leads their team in scoring. That's, that's a win. Fine. Huge that's a win. win for the Mavericks. Yeah. Huge win for the Mavericks if Jay Crowder's leading them in scoring. And he had a great game. 19 points, 7 boards, 5 assists, yes. 2 steals, hit 5 threes. 5 uh, threes. He had the one three that he hit when he like 
he did the yeah. it's almost like the too small but he was really just saying calm down to like the the sun's bench and there's three scouts sitting next to me and they all started dying laughing as soon as he did the did that motion because he's like don't worry guys I'm Jay Crowder. He's like, I, got I got this. this. I got this. Everybody calm down. But but that's a win for the Mavs. And so their defense, the effort, and then just the extra things they did against Booker and Paul. Booker and Chris Paul combined for 22 shots. Combined. Mm. No. That's not a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah, Chris Paul only attempted nine shots in this game. You know. <laughs> Happy birthday, CP. <laughs> Belated. Um, it's the rotation's you know, for the, for Dallas, especially in the fourth of, you know, we mentioned on yesterday's pod, but I wanted to see how, you know, how much they attacked Luca in, in the fourth quarter again. Yeah. And this, you know, Dallas made different adjustments to preserve some energy for Luca in the fourth, but also part of that adjust- was his foul trouble, by the way. <laughs> he, he sit well, out a little I was going to do the meme of can't target him on defense if he's not out there, but, <laughs> but, Something that Dallas was, you know, you almost just have to pick your poison, right? Is Dallas just said, hey, instead of y'all just bringing, which Phoenix did, they didn't do it as much as I thought, but they still you go back and watch some of these fourth quarter possessions. They're just, you know, looking for Lucas, man, and saying, all right, come up, come up. Yep, Cam Johnson, right. whoever it is, come up, said, Mikael Bridges, come on, set the pick. But what Dallas was doing was saying, hey, we're just going to trap you off of it. And Luca was just stepping up. Instead of switching off and let Luca just take Chris Paul, they were just trapping Chris Paul. Well, then Chris Paul would have to swing it to an open guy. And the Suns around were around two guys that are trapping him too, which exactly. made all of their passes off. How many tipped balls did the Mavericks have in this game? It to- that script totally flipped. Where in games one and two, the Suns were tipping all these passes and passes were going off of feet and stuff like that. In game in game three, it was a lot more of the Mavericks tipping stuff. Yeah. So. The Suns would either miss shots, like you look at the fourth quarter tonight when you know I, I was really watching that tonight. Um, you know they were three of eight from three. Well, they shot fifty percent. Either way, you're either going to get an open shot. <laughs> Just wasn't or, enough though. They had missed it, enough shots early. But what Dallas? If Dallas is said, you know this is what's happening. The conversations happen in the, in the huddle is, hey, if we're going to trap and we're not going to let leave Luke on an island there, we're going to trap coming off of that. What do you got to do better? You got to rotate better. Yep. And that's where the effort comes in. And I thought Dallas did a much better job tonight of rotating whenever they're bringing that trap, you know, with Luca there in the fourth. They got to, I mean, they got to keep that up. That's their, that's their only answer on, on defense in the fourth, really. They have to play defense almost the exact same way and effort and, yeah. <laughs> and ability because they forced the, the Suns into some of the shots that the Suns want. And the Suns still shot decently well. I mean, 46% from three. And they, you know, hit 13 of their 15 free throws. 45% from the field is not bad. It's like bad considering they shot 60% in the first two games. But that's not even a bad percentage. They just, the Mavs forced the Suns into shots that they wanted to. And that was their first time shooting under 50% this playoffs. They averaged, you know, we've said the stat a a ton, but they they averaged 48% from the field in the regular season, number one team in the league in field goal percentage. So shooting 44, 45% is below their average even in the regular season. So I see this as an absolute win, like the Hulk meme. (laughs) You sent time. Doctor Strange? You turned him into a baby, right? No, not yet. It's still too spoilery. That's true. We've both seen it. We have thoughts. Actually, at the end of this pod, I need a 2K ruling. For for people, I, I have 2K? a I have a two K situation that I need our commenters <laughs> okay. to give me a ruling on. We'll do it at the end. Don't don't let me forget that. The other thing that the Mavs adjusted and changed, I think that that has to happen, is Jalen Brunson being active and aggressive early. Yeah. Uh, yesterday yeah. on yesterday's pod, I said whether it was by intention or by um, 
whether no, whether it was was assigned or intentionally, they just they made sure that Jalen Brunson was um uh, was was getting shots early. It's seven shots in the first quarter, and you could just tell that they were with Luca on the floor, they were like, You gotta get you gotta get going, and Luca just can't be driving all the time. He's just not he's not in good enough shape to be do, doing the yeah. load that he has on offense and then also being attacked on defense the way that he was. That was just not a recipe for success the where, where he is in his career right now. And so they had Jalen Brunson. He took 21 shots in yeah. game three. That was huge. He didn't even make most of his threes. And I thought most of his threes were wide open. He was only one of five. That's one thing that I think the Mavs can take from this game and say, hey, if we play defense the same way and we hit an ungodly amount of threes that we've proven that we can hit in the playoffs, they only were 13 of 39 from three. That's 33%. That's like bad for them. <laughs> like bad for the Mavericks. But if that that's something that they can take and say, hey, we have a step forward that we can do in case some of the other things that went well for us in this game don't go well for us in game four like they did in the first two games. That's one area of, okay, we got some hope. Didn't hit a lot of our threes. And then also only only got 13 free throws. That's something that will change because of how aggressive Luka and, and Brunson were. They'll probably get more free throws in the next game. So Brunson had 26 points tonight after three quarters. And about I think it was around like halfway through the third quarter, he he scored his 23rd and 24th point. At that point, he had scored more in two and a half quarters than he did in the first two games combined. <laughs> he had 22 points combined over the first two games. Well, he had 26 after three quarters tonight. That's I mean, That's huge. And then the stat you shared yesterday from Kevin O'Connor's second spectrum was he drove to the basket 26 times in game three. He only did it 23 times in games one and two combined. Yeah. I mean, it's just they have to, he has to be aggressive. He has to drive. Even, even when you're shaking your head saying, no, 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 like he's, he's still got to drive. He's got to do it. They need it. You know, especially it, there's a little bit of a little battle going on between him and Booker right now. For you know, sure. it, it's, Guarding you know, each other. That, that game one, you know, Booker said something in his face, got the you know the taunting tech. Um, you know, they're it's getting chippy now. So this is you know even oh. I, I was looking at the Devin Booker quote, you know, post game, which I actually I actually like this quote from Booker. He said, "It wasn't like us. You can credit them. They came out, played hard, played desperate. But that's that last line of that quote. We got a series, and it's like <laughs> it's it's chippy, right? Like there's a couple techs in this game. You know, Chris Paul." Monty Williams had to be like held back one time, which is oof, not like <laughs> that, Monty. That's wild. Uh, there was calls in this game that went in, Matt, in the Mavs' favor that were egregious. They, they were just like <laughs> there was that one where Booker where Booker was getting guarded by like, Dwight Powell, and Dwight Powell deflected the ball, and it was obviously out on Dwight Powell. And the Suns went nuts oh, yeah, yeah. after that yeah. call. I think that's what was that when Chris Paul got a got a technical. Somebody got a technical. Bridges got the technical when Luca barreled yeah, into Bridges, him. And, yeah. And uh, they just weren't calling any body fouls. And so they're like, well, we can't call the offensive foul if we're not going to call the bo- <laughs> the defensive body foul either. Uh, but Luca, Mark's- Luca and Jay talked all night. Mark Mark Stein tweeted out, the most heated game three on all sides I've seen in a long time. Everyone is seething out here. And Mark Stein is like on the floor. He's like sitting yeah. there. He can hear all the stuff in the huddles and all that. Um, and he's been to a lot of games and been to a lot of playoff games. So it's wild that he said that was the most heated game three he's seen a long time well you got a lot of talkers though out there i mean luca talks crap all the time and 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 that's where you have to accept it with luca that luca also you know luca makes a three there's never a time that luca makes a three and then he just goes down the floor normal like he's always making (laughs) gestures having fun entertaining so if i'm on the other team you know like i'm obviously gonna like try to talk smack to him be like all right bro so then you factor in jay crowder you factor in (laughs) devin booker you factor in chris paul 
Like, you know, these, these all those Jay three Crowder. guys are talking too. Luka talks his stuff. You look at the Mavs side, a lot of their talkers are on the bench. So you have Theo and Tim and those guys. <laughs> getting fined. Getting the Mavs fined. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Cuban, um, you know. All of Cuban. All of Cuban, you know, Macy's, I think, is having a, a, a belt sell right now. But, you know, there's suspenders. Maybe may I suggest suspenders as well? <laughs> but, but no, it it's, I, let's put an over under on Tex in game four. Oh, three, three and a half? Three, yeah, three, three and, and a half. half. Over, 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 under. I'll say over. It depends on what crew. It's wild. Haral Bob tweeted this out. Isn't it wild that you can't you can't bet on the game until you know who the referee crew is? Like, yeah, That's funny. Very true. I'm gonna go over because it, yeah. what if it's Scott Foster? Oh, th- that's what that's what the league needs, right? We happy birthday, CP. Give us give us Scott for Game Four to help us try to even this series up. You want to know another underrated thing that I don't think anyone will mention about what? Game Three? Eighty-eight possessions each. This was a Mavs paced mm. game. The Mavs paced this game out. Like this was a, a like normally like a hundred possessions in a game, and the Suns average like a hundred. Like their pace is normally at a hundred, and this was a way slower game. This this was a Mavs paced game. They put their stamp on it. Mavs shot ninety shots in this game, which feels accurate because it felt like they rushed so much. I'm like, are we trying to be the seven or se- seven seconds or less? Like not like pace as far as like run up and down the floor, but it felt like they took so many shots early in the shot clock, mm-hmm. so many rush threes. It felt like of like, hey, just get your feet set. You know, they didn't attempt forty threes, attempted thirty nine, but only thirty three percent. You know, from from three for them, they still haven't had like a game. Like I'm, I'm waiting for a three point barrage game that's what I'm for, saying. for the Mavs. That's, they, that's of, a thing they could take with them. So, so okay. Also, real quick, defensive thing that the Suns did, <laughs> Suns did in the fourth. That I think that's, I think this is what they're going to lean into, and it's honestly what we thought would happen going into the series, and they didn't do it. But then they started doing it in the fourth quarter, and now I think we're going to see more of it with Mikel Bridges on Brunson and Jay Crowder on Luca. So yeah. coming up next, let's oh, talk okay. a little bit more about that. Or <laughs> my timer is always uh, is all off right now, so I'm I'm. We'll struggling. talk about that and more coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. <laughs> he was. I was not gonna do a second break. Isaac. Isaac made us do a second break. <laughs> I was like, "There's not even an ad." <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> What's the thing they did in the fourth quarter? Well, it's just they they you know decided to put Mikel on Brunson and they put Jay Crowder on Luca and this is you know our series preview stuff. We're like, hey, I think Mikel's going to guard Brunson. They have obviously elected not to do that, but then they went to that in the fourth because Brunson had such a good game because Luca was just running through bridges at certain points in this game. Yeah, and and what that tells me is they really really do want Luca to just get his and like, hey, we'll just we it, it's. It's much more complicated than what we laid it out, but it's easy. It's easier to look at in the sense of teams how they you know game plan against Luca. Do you want Luca to cook and take out the other guys, or do you want to try to let the other guys cook and try to take out Luca? It's much more complicated than that I get it, but it felt like that's where they're leaning is like, hey Luca, you can get your stuff. We're gonna try to take out Brunson and the other guys, and now you know they kind of switched that and put Mikael on Brunson because dang Brunson started torching so. I think they're going to do that early and often to try to limit Brunson. They, I mean, 
shocking here. They watched the same game we did of saying, all right, we can't let Brunson attack and, and get his stuff. We got to make Luka do everything. Are we done hoping for the Dinwiddie game? Three games in? I mean, I'm just not thinking about it as much. He only played 24 minutes. Didn't play a lot in game two. I mean, there was moments there in the fourth that, you know, they, they went with Frank over him. and I thought that was telling. It's true. Um, uh, for something, but... I, I think he's kind of in his head a little bit. I, I wish he would be a little bit more aggressive. I, I wish him and you know JB would like play chess or something together today and just be like, hey, can we <laughs> both just agree? Ladders. I don't know. Something easier, maybe. <laughs> hey, can we can we both just agree to be aggressive? Because it's like he gets a mismatch and then he, he starts backing up and he'll do between the legs, he'll dribble behind his back and just kind of like trying to size it up. Shots and then he'll try to make a move, like be like quicker in that and just go to the basket type thing. I just want him to be way more aggressive. And it feels like he's like lost a little confidence right now. It does seem like that. It does seem like that. So maybe it's a, you know, they, they try to take away Luca and Brunson and finally it's Dinwiddie's game in game four, but the Suns will bounce back, right? Like th- this is not the Suns team. They, oh, yeah. they played a little bit lackadaisical. I thought at times that the rotations were, were weird by Monty, weird. by Monty Williams. He just like kept them normal that they sons finally had to play a little bit more booker played 40 minutes chris paul played like 37 minutes but they played weird lineups where it was like shaman and chris paul and Payne all together they played that those bench guys a lot brunson was cooking the bench guys too whenever those those two other guards are out there brunson should be cooking those guys and he finally was in game three but that that'll change in game two the suns will, will change that and so where was deandre ayton in this game you know, was, the, after the ma- game one, what was our, you know, a majority of our comments is like, we have no shot. DeAndre Aiden's going to feast this whole series. And it's like, we just beat him in game three. And like, I honestly don't remember a ton of like what DeAndre Aiden did in this game. Well, and they kept him, my key in, in the crossover I talked about is keep him 18 feet from the basket if he's going to get the ball, right? Don't let him yeah. get inside. Don't like, they had somebody on him pretty much at all times. They also tried to use him to space a little bit, which was, was, was kind of strange, but, um, all of his stuff was contested or right around the rim. Um, and he didn't, you know, he couldn't get a ton of stuff off, which was good for the Mavs. But that'll probably change yeah. in, in game four. Like the Suns will come back with a vengeance. Uh, was this the Mavs punch that they have left? Or do you think this the Mavs figured something out? Because they put a lot of effort into game three. For sure. Well, I think they definitely figured some things out um, as far as like they. It's not like they rolled out the same game plan and then it just mag- magically worked. <laughs> you know, this they, they changed some things up. They tinker with some rotation stuff. They tinker with some defensive stuff. They tinkered with how to preserve some Luka energy. They tinkered with the offensive, you know, energy stuff with, with Brunson, those guys attacking, getting into the paint more. Like they actually changed some things and made some adjustments. So now it's the adjustments on the adjustments. So now it's, it's Phoenix's turn to say, all right, well, how are we going to adjust? And and that this is the fun of the playoffs. This is I love oh, this yeah. part of the playoffs is adjustments and lineups and who plays and all this. And I I love this part. So it should be a very very entertaining game four. Should be an incredible game four. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. We appreciate you guys. I got my ruling. And you gotta say it. You gotta say all right. Thing. One more thing. Since it's a weekend pot, I get to throw it out now. So Oh yeah, your two K thing. Yeah, yeah. Go so I need a two K ruling. I need y'all to be honest with me and tell me if I was doing something that's not that should be frowned upon. Not kosher. Because because my friend said in in the middle of so we're in a fantasy league on two K. And this is gonna be y'all can turn the pot off if you don't care, or it's gonna sound like fantasy footballish and 
So we're in a fantasy league, and I have the best defense in the league. He has the best offense, and we just met into met in the finals. Okay, so to give you a sense of my team, remember it's a fantasy team. I ha- it's a fantasy draft, and you make all these trades. I have Ben Simmons. I have Clay Thompson. Um, I have like OG Ananobi, I have Miles Turner, I have Paul George. Okay. So I'm really defensive heavy. So for him, he has Darius Garland and that's like his main source of offense. So he beats me in game one. It's a, it's a three game series. I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm setting the stage here. I was going to say, I've totally zoned you out. So I <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you this, the, the main question for you okay. here. So he beats me in game one, pretty single hand. And and for me, I'm like, all right, I got to make adjustments in 2K here. Like I got to make a big, you know, big adjustment. So what I do, I say, I got Ben Simmons as my point guard. I lean so much in the defense. He has Darius Garland. So what do I do? Simmons I go is out, playing? Haha. <laughs> in 2K, yes. I go out and I run, I, I swear, like every other play, I run Ben Simmons post up on Darius Garland. And I'm just getting dunk after dunk. Is that fair? Because then it, I end up winning the finals. I end up be, beating him in the series because there was literally no answer for him. He's like, I don't know what to do at this point because I was just running post ups with Ben Simmons because he's a six eleven point guard getting dunks, and then the times he would bring doubles, I would just hit open threes. And it honestly, it worked so effectively, it was unfair. And in the last game in which I won and won the title, he's like, "Bro, this is like op. Like, there's nothing I can say, but there's nothing I can do. It's like unfair that you're doing this." So. Am I in the wrong? Like, am I in the wrong for just going to the post every possession in a closeout game on 2K? I just need to know that. I mean, like, it's a play in the game, right? It's not like you were running yeah. some. I, I even to told be- him, I was like, start hacking me. Like, Ben Simmons sucks at free throws. And he did it a few times. And I, I would I hit like 50% of my free throws with him. But anyway, it just turned into a discussion. It's like, one of my good friends back home, and I'm like, bro, I don't really have another answer. Like, this is my adjustment to you. And uh, anyway, so let me know in the comments, in YouTube comments, was I in the wrong for doing something that's OP like that? And yeah, and it's obviously kind of boring too in 2K just to run like post-ups and just back your dude down and get a dunk. But, uh, or whose side have you on? Mine or my friend? Yeah, I, I, don't, there think you go. You, I don't think you did anything wrong if you were just running a play. All right, thank you. I think if I can talk, if you can talk about Avatar on this podcast, then I can talk about two K. Well, yours is yours. I haven't talked about Avatar in a long time, but yours is at least on sport. Can we talk about Doctor Strange at all, or no? No, it's too too early. Too early. Dang. All right, we'll talk about Professor X later. That was in the teaser That's trailer. Getting close. That's getting close to a smile. That was in the teaser trailer. There you go. We'll have a post game for you guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!